The following program is brought to you by Speak the Word Ministries. God always has a plan. And I do know that whatever happens, He will always do it to where He gets the glory. When it looks like there is no way, God will get the glory. Speak the Word. Welcome to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to train up God's children to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Speak the Word. Speak the Word. God's Word. Speak, speak, speak God's Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a message titled, No Weapon Formed Against You Shall Prosper. Speak the Word. The Lord has placed it in my spirit to teach on how powerful it is when He lifts up a standard against your enemies. And I know that so many of us are still in fear today, but I'm so thankful to the good Lord that, that some of that fear is being dispelled. And even though there's still fear around, it's not as powerful as it was. I think it's being released, and I'm so thankful for that. I borrowed some of this message concerning the standard of the Lord. As a matter of fact, as soon as I read it, I had this quickening in my spirit, and I knew that the Lord wanted me to remind you of just how powerful He is. And people that sing or minister, they know that they can hear something, whether it's in a message or a song, and the Lord will speak into your spirit and say, hey, I want you to share that. Maybe they shared it with somebody else, but they might say, well, I want you to share that. But also know that, that the Lord also gives you a whole different way of delivering it, which is totally different. It says in Isaiah 59, uh, 19, in New King James, it says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. I'd like for you to let's take a look at some of these other translations and really catch a glimpse of how powerful this standard is. In the New International Version of the Bible, it says, For he will come like a pent-up flood that the breath of the Lord drives alone. In the New Living, it says, For he will come like a raging flood tide driven by the breath of the Lord and another translation says, For he will come like a rushing stream, which the wind of the Lord drives, in the English Standard Version. In the God's Word translation, he says, He will come like a rushing stream. The wind of the Lord pushes him. I, I just really love that. The Lord it just pushes him. He says, and you know, as you can see from the different interpretations and the different translations, that this is a powerful, awesome force that God is talking about here in this verse. When we lift up a standard or a banner, it is not any standard, saints. It's not any standard. It is God's awesome standard. It is the power of Jesus Christ himself. Saints, in lifting up a standard against your enemy, Satan, it puts up a flood of the very breath of God. It brings a raging, rushing, mighty and violent stream breaking all barriers down. Are you hearing me? He said, it is like the breath and the wind of God which pushes our enemies into oblivion. And that's what he's going to do with these things that's coming against us now. He's going to push it into oblivion. Amen. They disappear at his breath. Blessed be the name of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Saints, what, what I am trying to say is that Jesus is our standard. He's our standard. 
in Romans 8, 37 declares that yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. One translation says, the one who loves us gives us an overwhelming victory in all of these difficulties. And verse 38 in the New Living Bible says, and I am convinced, and I pray that you're convinced too, that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. And I know there's many fears today and there's many worries about tomorrow, but he said none of these things can separate you from his love. And in other words, if you can't separate you from his love, you cannot separate you from his protection either. He said, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Praise the Lord. In verse 39, it says, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. He said, indeed, nothing in all creation, he said, will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. Saints, through Jesus... Through Jesus, we have victory, and we don't just barely win the battles in Him because we have already won. He says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. And that's the title of my message today, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It says in Isaiah 57, 17, in the King James Version, it says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment thou shalt condemn. In other words, you shall show them to be in the wrong. He said, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness as of me, saith the Lord. Brothers and sisters, it means that weapons might form against you, but they will not prosper. The enemy will bring things against you, but that does not mean that he will succeed. He brings things against us every day. And, you know, we, each one of us in here have probably testimonies upon testimonies. But, you know, there's those little old things when you almost have an accident and maybe you just missed it by the skin of your teeth. That was God protecting you. That was the enemy forming a weapon against you. That day that, that deer, and I hit that deer and he slid across my windshield. That was a weapon that he formed against me, but it did not prosper. But he forms weapons against us every day, but they do not prosper. He said, no weapon formed against you. He says, if no weapon formed against you shall prosper, then praise God, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He did not say they would not be formed. He said they would not be successful. So we have to understand they will not be successful. I hope you're hearing me. Now I want to get back to the comma. The comma, as a matter of fact, I could have called this message the comma. <laughs> in Isaiah 59, 19, you will see that the comma in the English translation is in the wrong place. The original Greek says it this way. It normally reads like this. Normally it reads like this. When the enemy comes in like a flood, comma, the Spirit of God will raise up a standard against him. But it should read like this. When the enemy comes in, a pause or comma, like a flood, the Spirit of God will raise up a standard against him. Saints, the enemy never comes in like a flood. Remember, he likes to make you think he has power over you. Let's look at this comma or pause and gain some more revelation of the position of this comma and the power when it is put in its rightful place. We have to get it back. We have to get that comma back to where it's supposed to be. You need to recognize that the enemy is trying to deceive you. He is trying to get you to think that he is bigger 
The comma is where the power is. Your punctuation is where the power is. The comma is where the power is. It is where we get our lines roar back. This is where we recognize just how awesome and powerful our God is. Brothers and sisters, this is where we rise up from the depths of despair and rise from the ashes to victory. This, saints, is the power of the comma. The power of the comma also lets everyone know that God our Father is never, never on the back foot. He never, never needs to make a defensive move against Satan. He never has to do that. Are you hearing me? That is why the enemy will never come in like a flood. Only the great I am can create a flood of life, power, and authority in your situations. The truth is, when the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, the Spirit of God comes in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember, the original version says, when the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, comma, this is the original Greek, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against him. Praise the Lord. You know, we need to be thankful that no matter what the enemy does, he has already been defeated. It doesn't look like it with all the turmoil and everything going on in this world, but he has been defeated. First of all, the enemy cannot create anything like a flood. He has no power to create. He can only imitate. He's an imitator. He can lie to you, and he can cause you to see his tactics as a flood, but our enemy has has, has been defeated. That's all there is to it. In Colossians 2.15 is one of the great verses of victory in the New Testament. And it says, He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in Him. And is there anything in this verse that you don't understand? He disarmed the rulers and the authorities and put them in open shame by triumphing over them in Him. So we should get, we need to get a revelation that our enemy has been defeated. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against the principalities of this world. Jesus come to destroy the works of the devil. He has put us here to help him. We have taken his plate. We're here to destroy it with his help. With the help of the Holy Spirit, we can destroy the works of the devil. The saints, our Savior has won the battle for us because the seed of the woman has bruised the head of the seed of the servant Serpent, according to uh, Genesis 3.15. Hallelujah. Victory was set at the cross. And it's ours by faith and possession. Praise God. We can safely conclude that the enemies that Christ Jesus triumphed over in Colossians 2.15 are the spiritual beings who were at war against him. Truly, we are in a midst of a war today. But a war where we have already won. Praise His holy name. And let me stop here and say this. I understand, like I said, there is a lot of turmoil going on. There's a lot of hate in this world. But I want you to know that in the natural, it looks like the hate outweighs the love. But the hate does not outweigh the love. And we continue to talk about the hate. And the more we talk about the hate and the violence that's going on, the more power we are given to it. 
We're giving it power. We have to do like Jesus tells us to do. Jesus tells us to take a stand. He says, put on the full armor of God and take a stand. Stand firm. And when you've done all you can do is stand. But he tells us in his word to pray for those that persecute you. Pray for your enemies. He didn't say talk about them. He said pray for them. We can't stop them, but the word of God can stop them. But God needs our mouths praying for these people and speaking God's word over them so that he can change them. His words, he creates with his words. We were created in God's image. Everything that we have today, he created with his words. He created us as speaking spirits. And that's our weapon is the weapon. Our weapons is the word of God. And he needs us to start wielding the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We need to pray in the way you pray for your enemy or somebody. So pray for their salvation. Pray that, you know, and say, Father God, I pray today that you'll send the Lord of the harvest across their path. The harvest is ready. Jesus said the harvest is ready. It's white. It's ready. But their labors are few. We are the laborers. We are the laborers. We must get a handle on this and we must quit sitting around thinking that we're defeated. We're not defeated. Jesus is waiting for us to stand up and take a stand against our enemy. We need to pray for them. We would need to pray the Second Corinthians 4, 4, where it says that the God of this world has put blinders on the non-believers so they can't see the truth. We need to pray to the God of the heavens that he will take the, the uh, command. We don't need to pray to God. We need to command him. We need to command Satan to take the blinders off of the non-believers so they can see the truth and then pray for the God of the harvest to send laborers across their path. That's the only thing that's going to stop the violence. We have the power within ourselves through the Holy Spirit that dwells in each and every one of us. We have that power in us to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. We can do it. But you, there, maybe there's only a handful of us here. Maybe you think, well, I'm only one. Well, there's only just a few of us. It doesn't matter. One person or a small group can do an awful lot. You just have to begin somewhere. And I would suggest that we start getting some ideas on how we can come together and start praying these prayers and start fighting and coming against this violence and not with weapons as the, in the natural, but God's weapons and see some of this stuff come down. And if you're reading, when you're reading the Bible, that's how they handled it. God took care of it, but he needed their help. God's word declares in Isaiah 43, 2 in a New Living Translation, it says, As when you go through deep waters, he says, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of depression, he said, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames burn you. What he's saying here is don't be fearful. He said, just step outside of your comfort zone and go on. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to protect you. Brothers and sisters, you and I are victors because of the victory Jesus has won for us. He's already made us more than overcomers, more than conquerors. It says you and I are conquerors because we serve a conquering king. Our king conquered everything before he ever gave it to us. You and I are more than conquerors. Jesus has made us more than conquerors. In Galatians 3.27 it says, As many of you as have been baptized into Christ has put on Christ. So put on Christ. He is your supreme victory. Praise the Lord. Beloved, be assured that you will be under attack from time to time. Jesus himself was under attack most of the time. Pretty much all the time. 
They were coming at him, spitting on him, stoning him, talking about him, trying to kill him. Even when he was born, they were trying to kill him. I mean, they started early trying to get rid of him. Hebrews 12, verse 3 in New Living Bible says, Think of all the hostility that Jesus endured from sinful people, and then you won't become weary and give up. Yes, brothers and sisters, we are experiencing so much right now from sinful people across the country. But we must put on our full armor and act like Jesus and not grow weary and give up, but adapt his attitude. And also pray for those that, like I said, that persecute us. Talking about, like I just said, talking about it won't help. We have to pray for it. And this is what I had written down here. We need to pray that the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into the harvest. As you find that in Matthew 9, 38. And command Satan to take the blinders off their eyes so they can see the truth. You'll find that in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Many Christians, because of fear, will make the wrong decisions when they're under attack. As a matter of fact, anybody will. Christian or non-believer or believer, when you're under attack or when you're going through something, most time you're going to make wrong decisions. Our decisions must be based on what the Holy Spirit is prompting us to do. That's what our decisions have to be based on. And number two, it must be based on the Word of God. And number three, it must be based on biblical principles. We can't base our decisions on how we feel and what we think. Remember, the Bible says your heart will lie to you in Jeremiah 17, 9. In other words, you can't trust your feelings. They're going to lie to you. Anytime you come under attack and you do not listen to the Holy Spirit, you're going to get in trouble. I'm sure that a lot of you can bear witness to that this morning when you were doing something and you had that still small voice in there was telling you not to do it and you went ahead and did it anyway and you got in trouble. Our weapons against Satan is the Word of God. God impressed upon me in the very beginning of my walk with Him the importance of the words coming out of my mouth and the importance of confessing His Word over my life and the lives of my family. You know, I was thinking about that as I was talking to my sister last night. God Himself is so powerful, and He is His Word. But you know, I don't know if I've ever said this, told this to anybody or not, but I remember when I first became a Christian, I was going through some difficult times. And shortly after I became a Christian, the enemy hit me full force. I don't know if you call it losing my mind, having a nervous breakdown, or what you want to call it, but I was a mess. But the thing of it is, I went from a person that being immaculate and this and that and the other to not even having the energy or desire to take a shower, comb my hair, or go out and eat or do anything. Uh, I just lived off of, I walked around like a a mute, you know, dummy on, on tranquilizers and pills to get me through one day to the next. But thank God for the Word, because even though I was a new Christian, He began to speak to me. And it was during that time that the Lord impressed upon me the importance of His Word and that I must speak his word. And then later, of course, called me to the ministry to preach and teach how to teach other people to speak his word. But I began to listen. I I didn't have um, much knowledge of the Bible, even though I'd gone to church off and on all my life. But at that time, I didn't know when I got born again, uh, I knew that my life had changed, but I didn't know enough to know how it had changed. But I knew there was something different And that's something different is what saved my life. Because on those days when I could barely make it, 
and the Lord would talk to me and tell me things to say and do and point things out to me. Uh, and I didn't always understand what he was saying, but I listened. And as I was telling my sister last night, had I not known the Lord, had I not spoke his word, had I not been obedient and confessed his word over my situation, I wouldn't have been here today. I had reached that point in my life. You can reach the point in your life where you just want to give up, that you maybe don't even want to live. But God Almighty had plans for me. He's got plans for you guys. Some, some of you today might be feeling like, well, I don't think I can, do, I can take another bit of this. I don't think I can make another move. I don't think I can take another step. But you can't on your own. But God can if you'll trust Him. He will get you through. There's nothing that He cannot get you through. I don't care. He's brought me through so many sicknesses and diseases and illnesses. He brought me through that, and it took me over a year to get to where I was, I would say, got off my medications and just nothing but God, nothing but God. And it's been nothing but God for me ever since. But I know the power of the Word of God, and I know that if it had not been for that, and my sister had a similar experience earlier than that, sooner than that, when she was younger, that she just took her Bible and got in the closet with the Lord. And of course, her husband was a pastor. So it doesn't matter. Satan is not choosy. He doesn't care who he attacks. But he's especially going to attack you when the Lord's got his hand on you. And I believe he's got his hand on all of us because every one of us has a purpose. There's something that God wants us to do. And to us, it might seem small, but to God, it's big because that one thing could cause that other person to do something greater, or even that other person to do something that couldn't done without it. It's like a piece of a puzzle. They all need to be put together. We began to speak the word over our, our families and our lives and our situations and don't sit there and just take it and do nothing and feel helpless and out of control. God is in control. You don't have to be in control all the time. Just trust the Lord and there's nothing. You know, just throw yourself on Him. God, I need help. This morning, when I came in, I didn't feel like preaching. And when I got up this morning, I didn't feel like preaching. You know, the enemy, he wants to attack you. He wants to take us out. But we can't let him do that. We are greater. We are the one that has the power. We've been given power and authority here on this earth to have dominion. Dominion means to dominate. It doesn't mean to sit back and just listen and not, and not do anything. Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand. This has been Speak the Word, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Joanne Ramsey. We're glad you've joined us for today's message. Speak the Word is made possible by support from listeners like you. If you'd like to hear more from Speak the Word, visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. There, you can also learn more about Pastor Joe, purchase audio CDs or DVDs, and watch and listen to other radio messages from Pastor Joe. Again, just go to speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back with a closing word. But first, we're excited to tell you about Pastor Joe's book titled, The Weapons of a Warrior, A Soldier's Handbook for Spiritual Warfare. 
Do you want to win your spiritual battles against Satan's attacks? In this book, The Weapons of a Warrior, she teaches that when you're in a faith battle, you are there to invade, not retreat. Are you prepared to stand with God at all costs? Pastor Joe shares how God equips you with strength, wisdom, and discernment through His Spirit to stay strong, not only in spiritual warfare, but in daily living. Today, we'd like to send you Pastor Joe's book, The Weapons of a Warrior, a soldier's handbook for spiritual warfare, with your love gift to speak the word ministries of any amount. We're suggesting a gift of $20 or more. Write to us at Speak the Word Ministries, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Or make a tax-deductible donation to Speak the Word Ministries with your debit or credit card at 855-505-2297. Pastor Joe and her team also welcomes your emails, and we'd be happy to pray for you. Our email address is speakthewordministry at cox.net. Now, here again is Pastor Joe. Father, I thank you that even though at times we may feel overwhelmed with the circumstances in our lives and we feel fearful because of all the chaos around us, but I thank you, Lord, that according to your word, you have us covered. For you have promised that when our enemies come in against us, that you will raise up a standard against them, that you will come in like a raging flood tide driven by your breath. And with your breath, Push them into oblivion. Blessed be the name of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. And the one who loves us will give us an overwhelming victory in all of these difficulties. Through Jesus, we have victory. And we don't just barely win our battles in him, for we have already won. And no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Hallelujah. Weapons might be formed against us, but they will not prosper. Because when the enemy comes in, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And through Jesus, we will have the victory. For in the name of Jesus, we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. Join us next time on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word, the Word of God Against the world